Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Welcome to Going Greyhounds this Tuesday morning, the 21st of September 2021, 10.33am. I'm Mark Olmos. Great to be with you after what was another, well, good week in terms of what we've got to look forward to. Uh, looking forward to having a chat with Tony Mestrov this morning. David Smith will come along and have a chat about Super Australia. Imagine breaking a track record, uh, but then another one going faster than you. And we'll speak also to Brian Garland. Uh, interesting story about this well-bred little burrito. Looking forward to the show ahead. We'll start off with some group racing features that were run last week on Saturday night. The group listed WA Bread Championship heats from Cannington. Sunset Piper won the first of the two heats, 29.92. But gee, Paul Stewart's Sarong, pretty sure named after Fremantle star Caleb Sarong, went best of night, 29.63. In the second heat will be awfully Hard to beat in the final. Don't Tell Lies took out the Group 3 South Australian Oaks going back last Thursday for our good friends Lauren Harris and Ryan Tugwell. We got to know Lauren and Ryan very well, of course, last year going back to the Million Dollar Chase uh, when they had uh, Shadow Mist, of course, had the inside draw and this game's all about luck and was there at the first term with uh, the likes of Tommy Shelby, and, uh, of course, Handsome Prince, but just couldn't get up underneath them. Uh, this Greyhound Don't Tell Lies, this bitch for the Don't Tell the Girls Syndicate, one in 30.56 there at Angle Park. And then for the boys, the Group 3 South Australian Derby was taken out by Mally Magic in 30.57. Uh, there were also a couple of standout performances going back to uh, last week. Well, Saturday night at Dapdo, we saw some... Uh, handy enough performances, including Super Estrella, Quinella Ring with Prim and Proper. We'll ask David Smith about that performance as well. Good to see Zipping Naseko continue uh, winning ways also. The daughter of Aston DB and Crafty Lady. Uh, very, very exciting as we build up towards some of the bigger features, which we'll talk to Tony Mestroff about very, very soon. Stick with us here on Going Greyhounds. Does your horse struggle to finish their feed during race preps or not happy with how they look on race day? Give yourself peace of mind, like many other trainers, with Pride's Easy Performance. By improving appetite with our highly palatable set recipe feed, you can ensure your horse will be licking their feed bin, guaranteeing they get the nutrition they need to get them through prep, get the win and bounce back after race day. Make the switch to Pride's Easy Performance and start getting the results you've been chasing. Prague, new to Kiora in 2021. He ticks all the boxes. He's a lovely physical. He's very natural and he's got a beautiful temperament. Prague takes the lead at the 175. Prague going well in the lead. Push right out Prague. Beat Global Quest second. Prague got the upper hand at the 100 and starts to draw away now Prague. Prague goes on to win it. Prague, a multiple two-year-old group winning son of Redoute's Choice. New to Kiora in 2021. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. Great to be with you. Jaron SW CEO is about to join us, Tony Mestrov. Tony, good morning. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yourself? Going really well. We're, uh, we're still racing for this COVID period, which is um, fantastic. And the participants, as I said before in interviews, have been unbelievable. So it's all positive on our front. Absolutely. Uh, it's never um, 
as bad as what it seems and it's never as good as what it could be, Tony. But I, I think the industry as a whole all around the country, but in particular New South Wales at this time, has done a marvellous job just to continue racing. Now, the Farmstay project took a, a big, big step forward last week with a massive announcement. Uh, plans have been submitted to the Musselbrook Council. Can you tell us more? Yeah, sure. We're really excited about this project. I mean, we were the first organisation of any race code in the world to develop and operate a farm stay facility like Bylong Park. It's it's in Denman, um, which is the Upper Hunter. We're excited by this. It's basically a, a retraining and rehabilitation centre um, needed to transform the dogs from racing to a pet. Um, so it's a real assessment um, centre and also a rehab centre. Once the dogs are, are ready for adoptions, they'll obviously go to the Greyhounds as pets facilities to be adopted out. So this really is an opportunity for the dogs to chill out, chill out at the end of their racing career um, and be transformed into a, a brilliant environment. So pretty excited. The designs I looked at a number of months ago, it's, um, it's a superb facility. When will the facility be up and running, Tony? This depends, Mark, on the, the submission of the DA and how long that okay. takes. We're obviously going through a consulting process um, of uh, the local community. So I think it's pretty important for the local community. We will provide 20 full-time jobs. Um, yep. okay. We're also relying on local goods and services. So local contractors, suppliers, we want to recruit local staff. Mm. So pretty exciting for the Denman area that we're going to be um, in the neighbourhood. Must be very exciting to to think that officially uh, we're in motion of this development, especially considering it's been in the works for a while. Uh, Tony, do you remember the 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 I guess the catalyst for for what and how this uh, idea came about? The real catalyst for this is. Um Dogs need time at the end of their careers. Mm. And the way that our Greyhounds' pet facilities were set up for, if a dog's not ready that comes to the facility, um, then they go back and they work with a trainer and then come back to the facility. What this does, this gives dogs time in a beautiful environment. There'll be vets, there'll be also behavioural assessments and so on to allow them to transition. And I think even the most important thing is that some dogs don't want more structure in their, you know, what, sorry, what more structure in their life and they'll find that they'll be a lifelong, um, you know, tenant at, um, at Bylong Park, which is fine. You know, we'll provide mental stimulation and comfort for these dogs. So I think that's really important to note as well. Um, you know, obviously no unnecessary euthanasia um, moving forward. So that was the most important thing that they live a, a great life out at, out at, um, at Denman. Yeah, and as you've mentioned, to, to go with the canine aspect of care, uh, creating 20 jobs for the local area of Denman, a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, we'll look after 400 greyhounds, uh, the transition centre you've, you've let us know. Uh, when you get the tick of approval, is that when, I guess, construction can start, Tony? Yeah, it will. We, we, we're going through, as I said, a consulting process. We want to obviously talk to the locals about things such as the design, which... Honestly, um, the design and the features um, are just in, you know, integrated into the facility, so there won't be any environmental impacts. It'll be a minimum, obviously, a positive carbon footprint. We've got the best waste management. We obviously want to have solar from a from an efficiency point of view, and um, the also the acoustics. You know, we designed a minimum minimise noise and the visual impacts. I mean, we have one of the best architects in Australia to design this facility that, 
the 20 kennels, which will hold house 20 dogs, is just unbelievable. It is one of the best designs I've personally seen. And you can add outdoor yards, indoor areas with heated flooring, cooling systems, gardens, and landscape grounds with water features. It'll be really something Greyhound Racing, New South Wales, and the participants in the industry, um, a facility they can be proud of. Absolutely. And, and whilst it is somewhat exciting, it, it's mainly heartening, like you say, the first facility of its kind, which I think is a remarkable effort by Jaron SW. And I'm really looking forward to the, the media coverage that will come out of it, not only from an insular point of view in Greyhound Racing, but also from the mainstream media point of view. This will, again, further... Uh, reinstate the, the the positive measures that Greyhound Racing is taking to make it the safest possible sport. Yeah, correct, Mark. And we really want people to be proud of this. I mean, even anti Greyhound people that are against the industry, come and have a look what we're doing. We're, we're doing something especially that no one else is doing. So we've invested an incredible, incredible amount of money into Greyhound care and welfare. And we're even, you know, we'll have an announcement very shortly about a a new gap facility. We're really investing um, in our welfare, and we need to. So it's exciting times. I mean, design. I I personally think, um, without talking design up, this will win an award. It's um, it's amazing, and um, it'll really fit in the landscape with the locals. And obviously, we're looking at. Um, we don't want to disturb um, the local area, and that's not the intention. There's not, not going to be a lot of public coming and going, as in a gap facility. So we just want to keep the serenity of the organisation. It's a beautiful property and a beautiful part of the world, and we're proud to be there. Jaron SW leading the way in many, many ways, and that's certainly the main one of them. Also, Tony, uh, must be very excited to have racing set to return to Wentworth Park and Group 1 Racing. It's exciting. We've really missed it. Um, you know, I appreciate the, the patience from the participants. Um, there's a lot of participants that have come to me and said, we've got some fantastic dogs. When is it coming back? Great to return to headquarters. Um, looking forward to seeing um, what dogs have really come on and um, it won't be long now before we're back um, where we belong. Absolutely. Uh, Tony Mestroff, Greyhound Racing New South Wales CEO, thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds this morning. Thanks for your support, Mark. Appreciate it. Always, Tony Mestrov, very good with his time. We thank him for coming on. Our next guest will be David Smith, right after this. The Golden Rose 2019. Yes, 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 on the outside of Bivouac. Two further back to exceedance. It's yes, 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 laying it down to Bivouac. Great finish. Yes, yes, yes. Bivouac comes back. Bivouac fights on and Bivouac wins the Golden Rose. The Golden Rose 2020. Rothfire lead to the 175. Here they come. Ole Kirk and North Pacific the outside. Ole Kirk, North Pacific, stride for stride. Ole Kirk, North Pacific, bob of the heads. Ole Kirk, Ole Kirk. Just won the Golden Rose from North Pacific. One more time. The Golden Rose 2021, this Saturday. Magna Grecia, a dual Group 1 winner by the sire of I Am Invincible, the only son of Invincible Spirit to win Group 1 races at both two and three years. A half-brother to five-time Group 1 winner, St Mark's Basilica, the highest-rated horse in the world. St Mark's Basilica completes a magnificent array of Group 1 victories. Outstanding first crop falls on the ground. Magna Grecia, standing at Coolmore for less than $20,000. Coolmore.com.au on Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. The stayers, green light, Lewis Travels, race six out at Richmond. 
Ready. Racing, Miss Esme was only about third away. Super Estrada's going to rush across and it's going to lead Miss Esme. Well, there's an interesting uh, situation early. Let's turn the race upside down. The third, Kylie keeping Flash Hard and Zipping Nebraska. A circle that goes. Super Estrada by three. So she's going to give Miss Esme a real race here. They're five in front of Kylie keeping. Four links then the Flash Hard and Zipping Nebraska. Down the back, Super Estrada by three. Miss Esme, she's not used to chasing. She's usually in front. She's two behind Super Estrada. There's seven in front of Kylie keeping Flash Hard and Zipping Nebraska. Super Estrada in front on the corner. Sid Miss Esme's got underneath her. Miss Esme found the lead from Super Estrada trying to stay with her, but Miss Esme wins it. Miss Esme, a real tough staying win over Super Estrada. Unbelievable performance by a couple of very good greyhounds. Dave Smith joins me on the line, trainer of the runner-up there, Super Estrella. Dave, I didn't mean to play that to rub it in. I just wanted to stand out her unbelievable performance in getting beaten, breaking a track record, but one going a little faster. She's come out and win again, won again on uh, on Saturday at Dapto. You must be thrilled with how Super Estrella's going. Oh, yeah, look, she's going terrific. And I suppose whilst it's unlucky to break the record and, uh, and not actually get it... Um, I suppose if when the big races come up, hopefully we can have some luck there. And I think she's ran the second fastest time now at Bulli, Dabdo and Richmond. So whatever she's going that well, she puts herself in the races. Yeah, she's a beauty. And you'd have to think that she's right up there, like you say, with a bit of luck with Miss Esme and Stanley Road. Oh, definitely, yeah. I don't think uh, the section she rolled off at Dabdo, like she ran 16.76 to the post, which was faster than uh, Sizzlefly did, and he's one of the most exciting sprinters definitely in New South Wales. So she can put herself in any race, and she's got the ability to come from behind all leads. She'll, mm. she'll chase hard, and she'll overtake inside and outside, so I think that's what makes her special. Dave, I know it's something that myself and Jason Lincoln, we, we kind of have to have a double think and then look back at each other and go, yeah, gee, she's only two and a, a, a quarter years old like she's very very young and she's only now just stepping out to these 700s do you still think the best is ahead of her oh definitely yeah i think if you look through the section she can she's capable of definitely getting a little bit stronger as she gets older the the breed of the australia breed the um aspasa breed has sort of peaked around the three years of age so yep. uh, i think you sort of i don't like to rush them into the long distance and but she, she just hit the ground running so early in her career and they had the the age-based races, which you sort of hang around for, but mm. they've gone by the wayside with COVID and everything like that. So she's sort of been stepped up, and I think she's all the better for it. Uh, you head to the Sydney Cup next month? Oh, absolutely. That's, that's where she'll be. So this program now runs up till then. It sounded like you are rubbing your hands together while you were telling me that, David. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you, you, you want those big races to come up while they're firing. It's just yeah. firing at the moment, and... Um, so many times you, you make plans in greyhounds and nothing ever goes to plan. They come on season, they get a little injury. You know, you're, you're only ever a 10-day injury and you're out, you know. So whilst it's coming up now, we'll give us a look at Wentworth Park and we'll be straight into it. Murphy's Law and most aspects of racing seem to go hand in hand, which is unfortunate at the best of times, but hopefully this works out with Super Estrella for you heading towards the Sydney Cup. Uh, you also have Ice Cream Story racing very well. Looking forward to getting back to Winnie Park with her also. Uh, she is eligible for the Peter Mossman Opal, is that right? She is, but we've sort of undecided which way we'll go because I think she just doesn't have that early pace to go with those Group 1 dogs. And, okay. Uh, you know, so she, she's been able to do everything Super Estrella's done as well. She's 
she's uh, got faster times at Wentworth Park and Richmond, and she just needs that bit of room to move. Uh, where Super Estrella can sort of make her own luck, I think. You know, the longer distances gives Oscar and Story the the chance to show her best. And unfortunately, there on Sunday night, she sort of got held up around a dog. It would have been a really good race with Stanley Road because I know he went very fast, but I think she can run those times as well. Yeah, okay. Very exciting for the team. Uh, what's the what's the feeling like? You've been in this position and situation before, uh, Dave. What's the feeling like having a team heading into some of the biggest races in the country? I was making a joke about you rubbing your hands together before, but you seriously must be looking at the program ahead, looking at the form of the dogs and, and how well they seem to be going and thinking it could be a, a big couple of months coming up. Yeah, well, this is what you do it. This is what you do it for is to get into these big races. And, you know, we've been excited a number of times. We've been in the big races. We've had multiple sort of group one seconds, and but we yeah. haven't quite got the prize yet. So I think we've got the right dogs at the moment. We've just got to have the luck on the night. Absolutely, and and I'm sure it will come your way. Uh, any any mail, David? Any any winners that we can back? Bullye, I see you've got a couple in tomorrow. Tarawai, Ted Outlaw Ethics um, in that fifth grade final, and you've also got Rodeo Ethics going around on Thursday. All of them winning? Oh no, I don't think so. Look, Rodeo will be on the improve. He, he hadn't been out of the five twenty boxes there at that though, and I think he can run a good race. I was really happy with his run. Okay, uh, Tarawai, Ted. I'm not sure Bull Eyes' track. There was a one to four win, wins on, and he was on four wins, so it looked looked appealing. But I think he's better on the two turn tracks. He seems to find the line better and be more suited to the tighter tracks. So yeah, yeah maybe just wait for him till Wentworth Park comes back. Okay, and and Dave, just on the the programming and mapping out of your Greyhounds programs respectively, uh, do you do that all by yourself, or you have anyone helping you? Because you're all across it. Oh, no, well, I suppose, you know, I, I do most of it myself. Michael Jones, the owner of all the dogs I have that aren't ethics, he um, he obviously has a look at it and has an yep. input, but he certainly doesn't tell me where to go. But most of the time, especially with the stayers, there's not that many options. Okay. So you sort of just, you know where you're headed with them. Yeah, right. And we all just want to win a big race, and if you're not in it, you won't win it. So that's where, we, that's where we're looking. Good stuff, David. Thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds. Again, always very good with your time. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Dave Smith joining us with a uh, very handy team heading towards some big races. Another break, and on the other side, we'll be catching up with Brian Garland. Very funny, guys. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. Dude. Let me in the car. Get in. <laughs> While Harry's locked out, Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock yep, again. Yep, real fun. Tab, long may we play. Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. On Sky Sports Radio, you're listening to Racing HQ. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. And now, a complete analysis of this. Gaynor Williams on horses. We didn't have them racing. They wouldn't choose to do it. They're doing it for us, so you've really got to help them along and got to develop confidence. And the only way to do it is try and get inside their head. And I believe horses do talk to you. You've only got to listen. They'll let you know one way or another, their behaviour, their demeanour, everything. They don't actually have a voice. They still talk to you. Monday's Experts. Monday's Experts. 11am Monday on Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Canada, 
all set. Away end racing, little burrito box nicely, so too did Lagoon Dark Eyes, driving up in behind them was Greek Warrior, back behind them, rev up Rusty, water out the track, Snowy Zenity, along two of Sisters Forever, and outside it was got to drive down the back, little burrito led the way, set sail for home, seven in front of Lagoon Dark Eyes, back in behind them was Greek Warrior, but if you took the big odds this, you're awfully happy with yourself, little burrito bolts in, second goes to Lagoon Dark Eyes, and then... Bolted in it, did little burrito and trainer-owner of that very Greyhound joins us on the line, Brian Garland. Brian, great to have you on Going Greyhounds. How are you today? <laughs> Not too bad, thanks. That's the way. Now, this Greyhound has broken the official record at Gunnedah, scoring yeah. in his maiden last week. Um, was it a shock to you? It was. I'm, Talk us through I'm, it. Um, I know he can run a bit of time by himself, but he has trouble with the field sort of thing. Okay. And uh, he sort of, I sort of looked at the field sort of thing and said, oh, there's sort of not much in it, but he seems to jump okay on the bend. And I said, if he jumps okay, well, and gets a bit of a clear run from the 300 boxes, I, I should go all right. But yeah. if he misses a little bit and gets himself in a bit of trouble, he should be able to pick him up, you know, like them sort of things, but but uh, when he should when he I thought he would have run about twenty four eight, but when they put up twenty four forty eight, I knew he fell over backwards. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so the real big shock. Now this is a this greyhound, little burrito. He's a son of Barsha Balanzagardi, so he's a litter mate to Miss Esme, Arinka Molly, Arinka Riley for for Jack Smith. This greyhound started. Uh, his career off with Jack Smith. When did you decide to take him into your own hands? No, well, that was um, Lindsay Nicole owns him, right? And uh, Lindsay, I don't know how, what happened between Jack and that. Jack probably told Lindsay sort of he used to he used to take him everywhere, and he used to pull up sore pull up sore in the wrist all the time. Okay, you can only run him once a fortnight and stuff like that, so. And uh, Lindsay, he rung Phil Ross and um, asked him, did, did he want to take him? And, that, and he said, no, I can't because Phil breaks dogs in. Okay. He said, I can't, can't do justice with breaking dogs in and um, train the dog. So Phil rung me. And, and I said, yeah, I'll, I'll give him a bit of a go and muck around with him and stuff like that. <laughs> so that's how I got him. Oh, terrific. Did you have something on? No, 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 I don't really bet. Okay, because I think yeah, a few I, did. Yeah, I think a few did because they all know what he can run by himself. Yeah, right. And it was but just a were... case of him putting it together on the day. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But, yep, that's the way it goes. But, yeah, like when I first put him over 400, he ran 24, uh, 24, 65. And he's yeah. first start over it, so... So you knew there was something there. Yeah. yeah. But just sort of running with other dogs. Because mm -hmm. when I first gave him a start, I put him over 300, and he drew box two, and he just got himself all tr trouble in the world. He just didn't, you know, didn't know how to run with other dogs. Yeah, right. And it sort of worried me a bit, so I tried to... Sundays down here at Gunnedah, trying to field, field trials, but you can't sort of get them. Mm. You give him a bit of experience. Yeah, okay. Well, hopefully, so, uh, sorry, right. continue, continue, Brian. 
I said, oh, well, I'll just try him over the, the 400, see how he goes. And so I did. And they had advertised for a, four, four, a 430 the following week. So I nominated for that. Ended up getting second reserve. Yeah, right. Mr. Run. Then I said, yeah. Then I said, oh, well, I'll try again next week. And ended up getting a run. And have a look yeah. what happened. It was almost meant, meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, just sort of, it's good, but it's bad. <laughs> More pressure on, Brian. Yeah, real lot of pressure now. <laughs> so, yeah, everywhere you go, everyone's going to you know, start looking at him and see what he's going to do. But they sort of don't know the dog, but you sort of know the dog. that He's not much sort of field experience. He's not real good at it, but if he's in front, well, anything can happen. Yeah, well, hopefully he continues to jump better than them and just forget that there's other dogs around him. Uh, you only have a couple racing in, in your kennel on the country tracks around Gunnedah and Musselbrook, uh, but yeah. it must make must, must make it very, very easy to get out of bed when you've got a fellow like this. He's done that. Um, like you said, probably a bit of added unnecessary pressure, but, gee, it's a bit exciting. It is. It is. It's sort of, you know, it's sort of like a family sort of, what's name? That my daughter helps me a little bit, yep. and, and my granddaughter. They sort of get involved with me, and they say, yeah, so it's sort of a bit of fun with them, and, and she sort of goes on, and she's trying to tell me what to do here and what to do there, <laughs> so yeah. So, yeah. That's wonderful to hear that they have an interest. Where, where do you go with him next? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just sort of... Just sort of a bit worried if I go somewhere and he doesn't do no good, what they're going to say, you know? Like, ah, uh, don't worry about what they say. You, you trust your own judgment. Don't worry uh, about what they say. Yeah, so I just got to work it from there. So, yeah, tell, tell us about tell us about uh, yourself and, and and your family and the rest of it, Brian. Uh, so you're based uh, you're based whereabouts are you based actually? In Canada. Yep. Yep. And and you you said you. Um, you're very close with your family, obviously. Um, they help out with the dogs. Uh, how many? Yeah. How many kids? Uh, I've got grandkids. Two, yeah, I've got two two kids left and three grandkids. Yeah, terrific stuff, and they all love the dogs. Um, my, do- my daughter loves the dogs. My son doesn't mind them, but he gets a bit cranky with them every now and again. <laughs> and, and my granddaughter, she loves the dogs. It's not a father-son relationship with a bit, out of it, a bit of crankiness, Brian. Uh, he just sort of watched the name, but once he's sort of sort of improved, he's improved himself a bit here now, so he doesn't mind that now. He starts dog is starting to come all right. He'll start bragging about him now. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. Um, yeah. He's going to be a lot of fun to follow, not only because he's got. Such a wonderful pedigree, but uh, the name too, Little Burrito, he'll uh, have plenty of followers, and, he, and he's not really a little fella, is he? He's about, what, 35 kilos? 34.8. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, so when I first picked him up, you know, I weighed him, he was 36.1. Right. And then I thought, well, you know, I just sort of worked it out myself. I said, you know, he's having trouble with his wrist and stuff like that. You sort of get, some people are sort of a bit heavy. They have trouble with their ankles and knees and stuff. Mm. I said, if you lose a little bit of weight, you might have much problems sort of handling it. Yeah, okay. And that's, that's what I did. Just sort of took a little bit of weight off him and 
and his wrist and, and metacarpals and stuff like that are holding up a lot better now than they were before. Yeah, terrific that, stuff. That's all I did with him. I, I don't play it down so much, Brian. Yeah, so yeah. No, wonderful stuff, Brian. And I'm sure um, we'll see him again winning and uh, we'll uh, we'll be having a chat to you further down the line with this fellow little burrito uh, track record there at Gunnedah. Uh, Brian, thanks for coming and going Greyhounds. Really appreciate your time. No worries. Thank you very much. Brian Garland joining us, the uh, trainer of Little Burrito. Uh, Richmond, Gosford and Lismore today. Bulleye, Richmond and Grafton tomorrow. Casino, Ganada, Tamora and Dapto on Thursday. Check out thedogs.com.au for more. And the latest markets are at tab. They're all available there at this very busy and exciting time of the year for all racing fans. Have a wonderful Tuesday.